All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast, where three super fans review the week of winter is coming. I'm going to touch a little bit on uh, uh, AEW Dark Elevation, touch a little bit on Dark, not too much, kind of really want to get into winter is coming. That was an epic, epic battle going into winter is coming. Touch on Rampage, talk about some storylines, talk about everything going on here. All right, we're going to introduce our ladies first. We got Miss Tammy over in the corner. Say hi, Miss Tammy. Tammy. That's all you need. Just Tammy. Hello. Not Miss. Just Tammy. <laughs> we got Chris down in the Happy bottom. holidays, too. Cheers. <laughs> we got Chris down there. How you doing, Chris? You hanging? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, man, we're good. We're good. We're good. Very excited to talk about this because... Yeah. Not this week, but next week, we will be live in Jacksonville on the 29th at the show in Jacksonville. So we will have a full nice. live report. I might even do some recordings as we're walking in, kind of put some extra clips up on YouTube of our experience getting in line and all that kind of stuff. That might be pretty fun. So we'll see how that turns out. But I'm very excited because, of course, it's my birthday that day. So I get yeah. to go watch the cool part about it is they let you, they give you the ticket for Tuesday night so you can watch Dark. And I believe they're taping Dark Elevation that night too. And then we get to watch um, uh, Dynamite and Rampage on Wednesday. So it's going to be real cool. So we're going to know ahead of time. We're going to know before you, Chris, but you know, we'll fill you in and, and let you know all the backstage and behind the scenes kind of stuff that was happening there. So you got to give me the spoilers, man. I need the dirt. <laughs> if you want the spoilers we'll give you the spoilers yeah throw me everything that way i can sit there and speculate wonder and work myself into a tizzy <laughs> and if we have any viewers or listeners and you have a sign idea that we could make and take please put it in the comments yes i think some of those signs yeah. are genius that they're total genius so. for sure <laughs> for sure that's one of my favorite things to do is to look and see what cool signs are out there Oh, they're so funny, man. People are so creative yeah. and they crack yeah. me up, and, man. Yeah, and you're like me too, where you look for the shirts too. <laughs> <laughs> There's always metalheads in the crowd. I'm a metalhead, yep. so I love it. I love seeing the metalheads. I saw one dude with the King Diamond shirt on up in Long Island. That was yep. awesome. So it's really cool to see that. Um, so yeah, man, so let's get into it. So, so Tammy posed three questions to us, which I thought were great questions. And she said, okay, let's do this when we're evaluating dark and dark elevation says... So let's go uh, with the, the first question was, which jobber stood out the most? And uh, let's start with you, Tammy. We're always going to start ladies first. Okay. I don't need special treatment, number one. So we do not need to do that. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, um, let's see. Yes, I was thinking that it might be a nice way to sort of hit some really key points if we don't want to go through every single match. So um, these are the questions I came up this week, but if you all have different ones or there's something that makes more sense in the future, then we can do those too. Cause we can do what we are just like Thunder Rosa. Pretty so, bad. all right. Well, the reason I like that idea is because um, we know that these elevation matches are just, most of the time they seem like they're just dress rehearsals for the bigger stars and an opportunity for some of the jobbers to like get opportunities. So I think we should probably keep using this as an opportunity, like, Hey, what's the next jobber that's going to be a star. And so that's so, kind of, that's what I, that's why I came up with something. Yeah. yeah. 
Before we go any further with that, let's stop calling them jobbers. Let's call them something else because a jobber in a sense is kind of a hack in my opinion. It's just somebody they throw in there to lose basically. You do the job for someone. Right. Um, whereas what we're looking at is what I would consider new talent most right. of the time or unknown talents. So maybe not favorite jobber, maybe favorite future star. Or maybe favorite challenger of that night, possibly. I don't yeah. know what you guys yeah, think. Yeah, that could work too. Well, if anybody has any suggestions and you're listening, throw something in the comments and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll take that suggestion. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. That's very respectful. Yeah, man. Because yeah, because yeah, some of them, they're really good wrestlers and there's some of them have been on the scene for a long time. And it's yeah. like, not unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you just don't, you don't, you don't see that. But you right, know, yeah. I don't follow the whole reason. promotions, and yep. then you don't know who they are otherwise. Yeah, that's why I came up with it because that's what I like. I feel like I'm excited for them because it's an opportunity to be seen, you know, on a big yeah. screen, and I know that means a lot, and and that you had to work hard to get there. So, oh yeah, um, and for with like that, no ahead with my. Do I go through the whole list, or are we doing question by question around? Let's just do one and then we'll go one at a time and then we'll go through it. So favorite new talent, we'll all go through. Yeah. Stood okay. out the most. Favorite talent that stood out the most. Challenger. For me, and keep in mind, I get foggy. Like the next day I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember all the details, but I, I do kind of make notes. And I know that I put um, Tina San Antonio and Nikki Duke. I, I I make random notes and I don't think linearly. So, you know, we'll just decode them as we go along. But what I did write was looked good right out the gate. Seem experienced and I hope they come back. Yep. Uh, but let me say this about uh, Tina San Antonio. She, she, selled, she sold it well. She sells the match well. She's got skills and she sells it. And it's like sometimes you don't see that with the challengers on on, on dark. You know, they, they they're a little bit discord uncoordinated in certain moves and different things like that. But I think that she really she could sell those moves, and she had some moves of her own, and she had a little bit of personality. So, yeah. What's, what's your thoughts, Chris? I agree one hundred percent. I also, you know, Nikki Duke was cool. Um, and, and, you know, that's the, that's the true, like, that's how you know that somebody's really doing, you know, they're a good jobber is because they can go in, do a job and make whoever they're working with look good. They're an enhancement talent. They bring the show, you know what I mean? So even if you don't know who they are, they know how to make who they're working with look like a million bucks. Um, and that's, you know, that's how you get more future opportunities. So that's, that's going to get you noticed and potentially bring you more stuff coming back. So yeah, I, I liked both of them, honestly. Um, but it, it's hard to talk about them when you got Statlander in the ring. Right. That's true. So who do you but think? The you're... question was about new talent, not when yeah. I agree. I agree. I but agree. you're right, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is, because that's who was it, you know, that was it. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for for you, Chris, who was uh who, who stood out for you? So for me, uh we're just talking about elevation. Uh, elevation and dark. Yeah. It's, right. it's so for, for both of those nights. For elevation in particular, um, there was a couple of things that I really liked. Uh, where was my, let me see here. So I'm going to, I'm going to say probably 
maybe it, it had to be a throw out between the guys that were in the gun club match um, against gun club. Obviously I, I, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup if I had to, but the three of them looked really good in there. Um, and they make gun club look like a million bucks, which is crazy because gun club is not that great. Right. Um, they really showcased a, a, a seasoned veteran with two young guys that, they're good, but like they're still really rough and choppy and kind of weird in some spots. Um, without Billy Gunn, you know, they they wouldn't look half as good as they do. And when you put somebody in the ring with them that can really showcase, you know, giving them maybe a little bit more ability than what they have, I, I think that's fantastic. So those three guys, uh, again, it was Antonio Zambrano, Jack Tomlinson, and Joey Sweets. Yep. I thought those guys were pretty good too. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, the 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 one that stand, stood out for me was uh, Marina Shafir. I thought she Marina was, Shafir is amazing. Right. I thought she was like wow. I think I mean I hope they put her into more stuff. I hope they get her more involved. I yeah. just think that she she just she looked tough. She knew the moves. She was strong. She had a good presence. It was just kind of like that come out and kill presence, which I thought was great, which I think, yeah. you know, is needed in the women's division. It's just like, you just need like, you need those killers. And um, I'm hoping to see her more. I'm hoping to see her more in the ring. So. Yeah. I, I was actually Marina Shafir is awesome. I've been following her for a little while. Uh, she came up from New York. So, okay. you know, that other, whatever. Um, right. I, she wasn't used very well there. Uh, she was kind of a sidekick. So to see her getting some solo time, I really dig it, man. You're absolutely right. She's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I commented on her. I put Mar Marina, fierce, fit, and ferocious. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, she is, is, man. She's killer. <laughs> I put there was good power moves yeah. there and uh, that I hate boop. <laughs> and I do want to circle back to uh, Chris. With Papa Gun, I had some notes. I also added my own little honorable mention. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, uh, one was Papa Gun mentioned for most cringy moment with his shorts coming down. Did not like that. But I did put dr dramatic finish. Hey, <laughs> oh, honestly, it. though, the guy looks great for his age. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it was still, cringy. It just, but it's still cringy. Yes. I, I, I couldn't walk out there with them shorts on. You know no, I mean? 58 years old, man. He's 58. That's his and I He's embarrassed by candy pants, but I don't know what that meant. I don't know who somebody was wearing some pants. Oh, Joey Sweets. He was the candy okay. pants, man. Oh, okay. Anyway, those oh. are my notes on y'all's picks. Nice, nice. So, that, so then the next question uh, was proposed was most memorable match between dark and dark elevation. And I'll start with this. Between the two. Between it, yeah, well, it, yeah, both, either one. It's you were pulling from both sources. I'm gonna start with. I, I really thought the Riho, Rio Mizunami versus Emi Sakura and May Segura was 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 the best match of Dark and Dark Elevation combined. I thought that was, it was super fun. It was like they were they 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 were showy. They had the moves. I mean, uh, and May is like the ultimate heel. She's great. She's just this evil little thing. And, yep. and she can wrestle 
And she's, and, and I mean, I just thought that that was, I, I think that has to be on dynamite. I really do. I think they got to put that match on dynamite more matches yeah. like that. I mean, it's all yeah. the Japanese women and they all killed it. They all killed it and they all were entertaining and they all were very animated and they were coordinated. And I, so I thought that was my favorite match of that. So for sure. Yeah. So what about you, Tammy? What, what was your favorite match of, of, of them all? I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> Completely. Don't say that a lot, right? Okay. No. <laughs> so I put my, my notes on it were just fun. Lots of audio. Very cheerleadery at moments with some gymnastics. Very fun kick fest. Amazing bridge by May. Mizunami powerhousing it. Roll around fist fight, fight entertaining. May doing badass moves. All fantastic with an exclamation point. A favorite. Amazing. Loved it. Exclamation. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It was good, man. I loved it. What about you? I Chris? love your notes, Tammy. I love your notes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited that I'm excited that you like took the time to write it down and everything. That's so great. Um, so uh, oddly enough, the uh, Chris Statlander Marina Shafir match was one of my favorites from those two nights. That was a big standout for me. One because I'm a huge mark for Statlander. I I I hope that she keeps developing and building. It, it seems like they're starting to put a little more behind her. I would love to see her developed more and um, just as much as I can get her on TV. And honestly, like I already said, Marina Shafir, I followed her for a while. It was cool to see her out there with Statlander, two awesome heads, just knocking around. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good match too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Shafir's she's, she's, she's fierce, man. And I hope we see her again. I really hope yeah. so. Um, real quick. I want to throw an honorable mention back to um, most memorable individual, let's say uh notorious mimi yeah mm, she was in a match um, yeah she was in a match with uh emmy sakura on uh elevation and um I've, I've followed her for a while too now granted it wasn't the best match i've ever seen it was a little sloppy there was some kind of weird parts but she's she's a hard worker man she's she's like constantly doing stuff with different promotions she's all over the place um I follow her on Instagram. She's always doing something. So that's someone to look out for in the future. I hope they keep using her because she does have a lot of potential. Nice. So then now uh, we come up with the third question of this. And then after we discuss this a little bit, then we're going to move on to winter's coming and we're going to work we'll move on to rampage here. Uh, moment that pushed the storyline. I had two. When uh, that Wood Spears match and they came out and he was like wardlow didn't get a gift from mjf i thought okay okay and then we can hit we could touch on 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 winter is coming with that too but i'm like all right that's definitely pushing this storyline it's almost like we could smell it it's just a matter of when when is wardlow gonna gonna bail on mgf or turn on him or do something or screw up a match for him which i think that's gonna happen uh, I mean, I just think that, you know, and I, and I think the whole wrestling community feels that Wardlow's got to be his own, his own deal. You know, yeah. if he joins something, he joins something that's cool, but I just think he, he needs to, to be out a little bit more. And I think, I think the fans appreciate him a little bit more. But, and then the second thing that pushed the storyline was obviously the, the Thunder Rosa when Jade came out and, you know, they're trying to keep setting up that match and, you know, I've been kind of going back and forth on it. And I know I said the last podcast, I think Cargill's going to win it. But the more and more I start thinking about it, 
I think, oh man, I think it's probably going to be Thunder Rosa for that one. And I have a prediction reveal for that one too. I will talk about that later though. So those, those were my storyline pusher. And I really thought, and then I'll touch on this. We can come back to this after we hear everybody else, but that Janela sunny kiss promo that they did. And now they're making a big match on dark. I think that's great. I think that's totally awesome that they're starting to hype the dark matches. Cause I think that that's important. I think that, they're going to lose viewers if they keep showing all of these wrestling matches as just practice routines and not right. building a storyline within them. So I know we get bits and pieces of these things that carry over into dynamite and they carry over into rampage when we go through the whole thing with that, but to have an actual like main event, which I think probably they said two weeks, that means we're probably going to be able to see it live, which is going to be really cool. So, and I mean, we'll give you the full rundown and that once we see that. So I think that's awesome. And I hope they keep doing that. I hope they keep doing it, you know? So uh, Tammy, what are some moments that push the storyline that you noticed? I already agree with everything you said, and I'm not going to add to it because that'll just add on. So yes, here, here, I agree with all of the points. Those are exactly the points I would have made. You made them a little better because I had forgotten about the Joey Janela promo, but once you said it, I remember that was really cool. Was. I have an honorable mention that has nothing to do with any of the questions, but just from those two nights that I have to do a shout out for Avalon and his cute Christmas sweater. Okay. <laughs> oh, pretty Peter. <laughs> he was wearing a very cute Christmas sweat- sweater, and I felt like we had to mention it since we're approaching Christmas. And <laughs> on to Chris. <laughs> I so think what's that's fair? What pushed the storyline for you? What, what do you? What did you see? So it was actually a combination of things. Um, the whole Thunder Rosa situation with Jay Cargill has really kind of grabbed me. Um, yeah. That whole thing, it's, I wasn't into it at first. And mm. I actually talked about that a little bit last week, how it was kind of like, eh, yeah, whatever. I don't really understand Jay Cargill. And why Mark, uh, but, but it's turning into something that I'm really intrigued by now. Um, and I'm, I'm really getting into this whole TBS women's tournament thing. Um, but I mean, outside of because that was kind of over a period of different shows outside of that, the only other thing I could really think to bring up would probably be what you already brought up with the, uh, the Japanese collective, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Mesa Gura, Emi uh, Sakura and all of them. It's just that that you're right. It absolutely needs to be showcased because they're doing some fantastic work. It is extremely entertaining, and I would venture as to say it's probably better than some of the stuff I've seen on Dynamite and Rampage recently. I agree. I really do. I, I, I was like, wow, man, this, this was really – I never expected that match to, to surprise me as much as it did and entertain yeah. me as much as it did. And I was like, oh, man, that's Extremely that's talented really cool. performers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally cool. All right. Any, uh, any last-minute things on Dark and Dark Elevation before we start moving on? Yes, I just want to add the thing about Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. So how I look at things and look at the world, I look at things as like uh, very much like the the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell philosophy, archetypes, uh, moral uh, learnings from like folk tales and things like that. So I feel like a lot of these storylines, you know, we're all like talking about, you know, reoccurring themes. And this one is about respect, which Thunder Rosa made very clear. So I feel like that's 
like that energy of this figure that was like demanding the respect is like really the 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 story the moral the story of uh, it seems like that's their beef really is that it's really about you know jade not being respectful of thunder so i think that is a cool to see how that like respect comes around you know you're gonna have to deal with it and you're gonna have to pay it one way or the other so we'll see right she's like the she's like the thunder rosa is like the blue collar wrestler and jade's like the one that got handed everything and so they're yeah. setting up that story like that like oh jade just comes in just because she is who she is but thunder rosa came from the bottom like yeah from the right. streets it's kind of like that it's kind of like an Eddie Kingston storyline in, in a sense. Like, oh, you know, he's like that hardworking from the streets. I'm coming up. I'm going to start kicking kicking everybody's ass and it's going to be great. So, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one for sure. Uh, real quick shout out to the Dark Order representing on Elevation and on Dark. Love everybody in Dark Order. I can't stop talking about them. I love them so much. Uh, it's a shame that our match with, you know, uh, it was Uno, Cabana, and Reynolds out there. They didn't get it done. It was fucking 2.0, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you Alex Reynolds taste. got his win the night before, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Let's Let's move on. Let's move on to the big one. The big... The big epic match. First of all, I think anybody who's into AEW already knows the deal that Danielson Page, they know what happened. First of all, let's go around. What did you think of the draw? Tammy, what did you think of it that it ended in a draw? Well, you're starting with that. All, all right, right, let's get into it. Um, well, I mean, I have mixed feelings. One is I, I wouldn't have minded it have been a draw if it hadn't been the second draw. So, you know. Danielson's second draw. It's the second draw. And it's like, sometimes I feel like, I don't know, like it's manipulative on, on some levels that they're not like just letting somebody win, you know. But I'm allowing the time for it to develop further before I have a complete judgment on it. So I don't, I didn't like it. Of course, in the, in the, I'm ADHD and I'm watching this match for an hour and there's no payoff. I'm sure a lot of people were pissed and I understand, but at the same time, they gave us a lot for that hour. So I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. It was, it was very strong. And so as far as I won't put my rest of my notes, because I think you just asked me that one question about the draw and didn't invite the rest. So, but I'll add yeah. my other notes to that in a minute. Okay. But so I feel that not super happy about a second time draw with Danielson, but I'm, a, I'm allowing a story to develop around it that might pay off later. Hours is a long time in Tammy's life, but I wish there would have been a payoff, but they fought so well. And it was such a good, like, strong match that I'm, I'm okay with that. Next. Go ahead, Chris. Then I'll add in. Uh, okay. So my initial thoughts were kind of echoing what everything you just said, Tammy. Um, I wasn't happy about it right away. Obviously when you've sat and watched something for an hour and you've been preparing for it for, a, oh, you know, like a month, essentially to not have that payoff. It was kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? Why is this happening? Right. But I've had some time to marinate on it now. One of my big thoughts is, I mean, you're not going to have Brian Danielson lose. Not, not, not this soon in his job with AEW. It's just not going to happen. 
You're also not going to have a brand new champion who's on his first defense, who's been building this championship for a couple of years now, have to lose. So I get it. Mm-hmm. And it was a knockdown drag out. Like it wasn't a draw like they went 20 minutes. It was an hour long. And both of them, there were so many false finishes. It was like almost wasn't a draw several times. Yeah. And it was a believable draw. Right. It wasn't like one of them was severely lacking. Like I we I went into it thinking, okay, Paige is definitely gonna get destroyed. But then later on. We Chris froze up a little bit. Let's see if we get him back here in a minute. But I know it. I know it's showing that he's a badass. Right. Exactly. So you froze a little bit. So you're gonna have to refinish that sentence. All right, you're back. Lost you guys there. Yep, you're back. Sorry, I think my internet connection is failing. Let me go back to where I was. He's not showing that he's a badass, right? Right. He's not showing that he's deserving of a championship necessarily right now, even though he worked so hard to get there. So to see these two guys go in there and finally go up against somebody like Brian Danielson and prove that he deserves to be in that ring with him. After mm-hmm. I thought about it more, I was like, okay, I'm good with it. A draw right. makes sense. I don't know that I would have been happy either way with one of them winning. So yeah, I mean, I, and I, when I going into it, my thoughts were, okay, there. I mean, Hangman's not going to lose, right? So I'm thinking he's going to beat Danielson, but then I'm like, they love Danielson. I don't know how he's going to lose. So like about 30 minutes into the match, I'm like, this is probably going to be a draw. I, I mean, I was just 30 minutes in and I'm like, this is probably going to be a draw. We're going to go back to the Kenny Omega thing. But like you said, it's it was epic, and it was like, and I the the shape that Brian Danielson, the conditioning that he is in, is absolutely stunning. Because I know he's a little bit older than Paige, and Paige was Paige is huffing and puffing a little bit, and Danielson looked like he's just got out the locker room. Man, that guy is just in such incredible shape. He's a great technical wrestler. He's no frills, and that's what people like. Right. And it was just a battle. And it's like everything was – every move was sold. Every counter move was sold. All the near falls were sold. It was just like – like I said, I had to marinate on it too because I was like, oh, man, a draw? I can't believe it because I wanted it – you know, I wanted Hangman to win, you know? Yeah. But in the same sense, it was like, oh, a draw, and then you're just like, what? But I really think, you know, going down and looking at how epic of a match that was and like a lot of the rags are saying, um, to get something like that for free, you know what I mean, without having to be on pay-per-view, it was great. It's great Good entertainment. Point. You know yeah, what I mean? Great point. So, I mean, we had a huge, huge match on regular television and nobody had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it got a five-star rating. Yeah. I just Which thought is yeah. only like a handful and a half of matches this year have gotten a rating that good. And for, for hangman to do that in his first defense, I mean, yeah. everybody knows that it was a nice match. It was a lot of people are just angry because they wanted one or the other to win. Right. But 
of course, that sets us up for the next thing. You know what I mean? It sets you up for the next thing. Now, obviously, I hope that Hangman defends it a couple with a couple of different people. And then we get to the Danielson match and they build that story. Well, it's all going to be a matter of how they build that story to whether that payoff of who wins or who loses that is going to be good. You know, because I think at some point someone's going to have to lose, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I I think they have to give the fans that because then, you know, people are just going to get be pissed. You know, it's just going to be like an empty space in the wrestling history, you know, because it's like, okay, I mean, come on, let's go, you know? So, um, but overall, man, it was, it was fun. It was cool to watch. It was, it was epic. Everything was great. Page bleeding, you know, getting bladed and bleeding was really, you know, that was an epic portion. And then like how they have the sense to capitalize on the injuries and remember where the injuries are and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I thought it was great. Technically it was awesome. So, and, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really all I have to say about it, man. And and storyline wise, storyline wise with uh, Brian's knee thing and all of that, Mm-hmm. I love that they incorporated all that. It brought some real psychology into it. Um, it kind of showed the desperation for sort of both guys when they were going at each other's injuries. Um, I, I think it was just, it was really well put together. And mm-hmm. at no point during that hour was I like, okay, this is taking too long. Yeah. So I, I'm not complaining. I was a little bit when I watched it at first, but I'm good now. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tammy? I, I uh, just wanted to go through my notes real quick. Okay. Um, they're just simple notes. You all do better at explaining. I write these in the moment. They don't always make sense later. Um, so I'm just warning everyone. Sometimes I might not even know what it means. But from listening to you all, I feel like um, I, some of this has been covered. But I, I'll just read them real fast so I can get through it. Um, so I put whole nother level with the cowboy does and attitude coming out. Uh, no tacky colors in the ring and it was good for my eyes um there was a moment that I felt was a ridiculous bit of choreography and over-the-top fancy which wasn't needed in that moment I don't know if that makes sense to anybody but I did write it down do you remember what part that was what if I did I would say but I don't okay pretty equal back and forth very nice match with like the strength endurance the the moves awesome moonsault bloody mess brutal it's pretty long but with substance right i have adhd exclamation mark i think that was when i was wondering when it was all gonna end no satisfaction <laughs> oh <laughs> can't wait to see what happens next yeah. that's my notes there you go there you go i mean I'm, i don't know what else to say i mean some of the moves were great you know what i mean it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it was great. I think it was cool. And like you said, it, it, when you step away from it and you think about it, you appreciate it more than when you yeah. were watching it initially. And yeah. I mean, you know, those guys knew they were walking into a draw and they still put on a hell of a show. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, and they kept going and kept going and kept going. It, 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 it wasn't it wasn't slow. And that's the thing. You got an hour long match that just wasn't slow. I mean, yeah. they were just, I don't know. How, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they had the stamina to do that. They're in excellent shape just Huge to be able gas to go tanks on those guys. It's oh. incredible. Oh, I'm telling you, oh. just like, 
that's exhausting to do that for an hour, throw each other around. I mean, it's tiring for 15 minutes. I get winded walking down the stairs. So, (laughs) you know, for them to do that for an hour, it was just (laughs) flying off the ropes and just bashing themselves into this and that and death valley drivers and everything else, man. It was just, it was ridiculous. So, but yeah, I mean, they threw the kitchen sink at that thing, man. Yeah, they did. And, um, but the only thing that could mess that up is if they screw the storyline up down the road. That's the only thing that's going to mess that up. So I have faith in AEW. I have faith in Tony Khan that he's going to push that story in the right way because he's really been pretty good at stuff so far going forward with with what he's come up with and what the storylines are and and everybody's input on things. So um, Yeah, I want to get a little further down the road and find out where the bulk of these ideas had come from. I like that, you know, with AEW, there's so many guys that go and do these shoot interviews where you find out what all the inner workings were. Um, that's the stuff that I, I love to hear. So I, I can't wait to find out whose idea some of these things were. Yep, absolutely. All right, man, let's move on. Let's move on to the Wardlow Seidel, Matt Seidel. Now, first of all, I love Matt Seidel, but he was just he was just put in there to get pounded. And, I mean, I just knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, I knew this was just part of the – the MJF controversy that Wardlow's building up. I really, I mean, you and I were texting, Chris. I thought we were like, he's going to turn. This is it. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is especially, especially after the whole, uh, Max said, you got to go get him, you know, champagne yeah. or something like yeah. that for when he wins. I was like, I was like, Oh man, icing on the cake right now. Right. Yeah. I really thought, I mean, but you know, Wardlow's such a powerhouse. He's such a great wrestler. Uh, he, of course he needs to be his own, his own deal. Um, I hope it happens soon. I think it's going to happen on the Christmas special, to be perfectly honest. I think something's going to turn there or we're going to see some type of promo that turns him. That's my prediction. I could be wrong, but that's my prediction on that. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. Tammy, what's your thoughts on the Wardlow match? I have very short notes. Of course, you know, first of all, I love Wardlow. So anyways, um, I put Seidel flies around well, but no match for Wardlow. More, um, more turn setup story. Oh, turn setup story. I'm like, I can't. Hello, audience. I sometimes can't remember my own notes and what I'm talking about. But um, so I put Seidel flies around well, but no match for Wardlow. More turn setup for the storyline. That's it. That's all I have. What you got, Chris? So. Obviously, I'm I'm super invested into the whole Sean Spears Wardlow thing. Like I'm loving where it's going. I can't wait to see the payoff. Um, Matt Seidel is a talented, talented guy. Uh, he's been around for quite a while. Um, I, I'm I'm never bored watching him. So to have somebody going with Wardlow that was actually, you know, not a two second powerbomb symphony, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. It was nice. Yep. Yep. I'm curious to see how they're going to match him up with other higher up talent in AEW, like who he's going to wrestle. Like, you know, we've, we, you know, you and I have been texting back powerhouse Hobbs would be a great match. You know, that would be an awesome, awesome deal. I'd like to see him go against somebody from bear country. I know he's done that probably. On, I think he's done that on dark. He's teamed up and done, gone against bear country. Archer. Um, I thought so. Archer would be great. Yeah, last week, last week, Tammy, you had brought up Lance Archer, and that one actually is sticking out in my head. I think that would be a really cool match. 
yep. I, I think they've I think they've done business once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they're both a little more established, and especially whenever Lance Archer gets back in the ring, um, I think that'd be a great return for him. Yeah. Is he injured? Is he injured? Yeah, he yeah, is. I yeah. think it was a uh, neck thing. Oh. Yeah, we saw it. We were there in Orlando when it yeah, happened. Yeah, I didn't know that was still it. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Okay. We were there in Orlando when that happened. We saw I that. I remember when he got hurt. I wasn't yeah. sure what was going on. Um, but yeah, I want to see, I would love to see some Battle of the Giants with Wardlow. You know, you know that would be really cool. Um, so we'll just, we'll see what happens. Like, I think, yeah, you know. You know Wardlow has to have some kind of weakness, though. I don't want to see him destroy everybody. Right. Um, they need to find a way in the storyline to figure out, you know, who is capable of beating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether it's a, a huge surprise or not, I, that part doesn't really matter to me. I just want to know that he's human right. because the dude is so one-dimensional right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig it. I like the character, but I want to hear him talk a little more. I want to see some vulnerability. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, because everybody's got their weakness. You know what I mean? Even like Miro with his neck, that they they play that exactly. weakness, and so that that that, was, that gave Fuego a chance to possibly win that match and all that other stuff. And Sammy Guevara possibly, you know, because he did win that match. So it's like you have yeah. to see that vulnerability in it too. So I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, I don't want to get to like a to point. See... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, Tammy. Uh, I was just saying, I, I mean, I guess I'm just mirroring the same sentiment that I'd like to see more of a character coming from him but i think he needs to go out on his own and that turn needs to happen before that before we really start to see that yeah and who knows if he has it in him you know not everybody's a good promo talker person that's an actor you know and they can't do all that so i I don't know if he can because i don't really ever see him talk i just see him come out and slam someone down which i i personally love but it will get old if i don't see more dimension yeah yeah and, and what we could do, you know, they could pull a trick out of the book, uh, something where they give like a backstory kind of vignette on him mm. to where we kind of see why he's this big, just indestructible guy. Um, what I don't want to get into and what I'm afraid of is that we're going to get to a point where it's like, oh, there's a Wardlow match on the card. Obviously, he's winning. Who's he right. beating? Yes. Right. I want to wonder every time because otherwise my suspension of disbelief is just out the window and then yes. it's wide to watch. Yes, very, very true. I couldn't agree with you more. He needs challenges. He needs people that are going to challenge him. They're going to push him past the 30 seconds that it takes for him to powerbomb the shit out of somebody, you know, and, and beyond, you know what I mean? Someone that either that can elude that or has the strength to counter that, you know, right. that's what you're going to need. Somebody that's either fast, like a Leo rush would be a crazy match because it would be, you yep. know, like it would be speed against Braun and it would be fun. That would be a fun match or somebody that's got power like Hobbs. So, right. Yeah. Or it could be cleverness too. It could be somebody that's just smart and knows how to avoid getting hurt. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Something like that. So I hope that develops well. And like, and I hope it happens soon because it seems like it is. So, but then after that cut to the promo and we got Malachi black anointing a new person into the house of black. And I mean, of course, the internet's a buzz. I kind of figured it a while back, you know, because I yeah, know we, that, we were like, talking about it that night. Like we right. sort of figured it out pretty quickly. We pr- figured it out pretty quickly. I mean, I think it's Brody King. Brody King is just a jumbo sized version of Malachi. I mean, they almost have the same tattoos. They're P- yeah. they're PWG tag team champions together now. Um, I mean, if it's not him, 
Tony Khan, you've surprised me again, but, and I think well, that's, I mean, he also coincidentally got signed to AEW right. over Thanksgiving. So, right. right. So obviously it is, I think it's great. I think that that dude's a beast. I was checking out all the old stuff that he was doing. I mean, and that was, I mean, perfect, perfect yeah. person for Malachi, perfect person for to sure. put in there for, to just be that counter person to Malachi and bring it to the house of black. I can't wait to see those tags. I think those tag team matches are going to be ridiculous. So fun and entertaining. I'd like to see Brody on his own do some stuff. You know, I actually watched him, an old match, him watch wrestling Jungle Boy, which was pretty awesome, which I thought yeah. was a really fun match to watch. And so I'm really excited about the House of Black and what he's pulling into it because I think he's going to pull some cool characters into that. So what did yeah. you think of that promo, Tammy? I'm excited. I've I've been feeling like the House of Black needs to have more members. So in order for storylines to happen and knowing that this character is out there and has already worked with them and has similar tattoos, um, a lot of the, the imagery, symbolisms and themes that the House of Black works with are things that I work with too. And also, you know, my father's uh, parents were from Denmark and Norway. And, and so I love seeing people use a lot of these occult symbolisms or even pagan symbolisms and folk um, in a really in a way where they I feel like they respect it and it's even though it's part of a character I do know that you know it's the line is blurred that they do pay attention to those things in their personal lives as well and so having more of that is exciting to me because I just dig it I just dig all of that stuff I dig the way that they do it but we need more and we need to grow and branch out and have uh, more things going on. And I'm still curious of like with Julie and how all that's going to work out. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the development of the house of black. Mm -hmm. So Chris, your thoughts on that. And then I want to jump back on that Julia thing real quick. And then gonna, I want to ask I'm you gonna, guys a question. Go ahead. What, what did you I'm going to piggyback on the Julia thing too. Okay. Um, but I'm going to do that in a roundabout way. So regardless of who it is, it's probably Brody King, but if it's not, he's, he's bringing someone in, into the group, right? Which is now going to become a group by, by spitting in their face, yeah? So if he's doing the mist and it's pulling somebody up to him, you know, it, whether, it, whether it be by choice or not, he's, he's misted a few people already yeah. that and may or may not be affected by this down the road. Uh, Julia is one that we talked about last week where yeah. it, it was kind of a, just a throw out idea. I was like, you know, well, what if, what if she's going to be house of black? And now that this thing happened, I'm like, wait a minute. Did we, <laughs> did we nail it? Like, did we, just, <laughs> did we just guess out of nowhere? It crossed my mind. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Uh, would, especially, it... especially with, uh, the Griff match coming up. Yeah. And, Ooh, yeah. and I was going to touch on that. I was going to, and, and that was going to be my next question before we moved on to the, to the next match was what female wrestler do you think is going to get pulled into the house of black? And so Chris, it sounds like you're saying Julia is going to be in uh, Tammy. You feel the same way. I think because of the mist that that's kind of like, a, like the most educated guess. Right. I'd love to see some other people get pulled in as well. Right. Um, I think Abaddon, Abaddon would be kind of a lazy choice, but right. I think it could work really well. Do you know who I think is going to be? I think it's going to be Ruby Soho. Uh, oh. I'm not excited about that idea, though. 
I may not be, but I think it's going to be. I'd love to see Penelope. Penelope, well, Penelope would be yes. fun. Yes, or or Anna J. Really? <laughs> well, Anna I mean, J is too Barbie doll for thing. all that dark stuff. She needs to get dark. Yeah, but maybe they can maybe they Corrupt? can peel all that away, and maybe that maybe the mist is finally what turns her to like being interesting. Right. I'd be. I'd love that. And I also have a prediction for that Griff Malachi match. Oh, I have a I have a prediction as well. Griff is gonna die. <laughs> we're we're gonna watch we're gonna watch a murder on TV, and that's that. <laughs> He's definitely gonna get the shit kicked out of him. There's no doubt. But the that thing kid I needs to adjust his his hormones or something. Because <laughs> what is he doing? That's like just that is all like young man. Just energy, just coming out. Oh, I'm gonna kill him! Right. Bro, take a breath. Dude, like, pick <laughs> your battles, my guy. And here's the thing: that's see, but that's a perfect setup. So, so I think here's here's how I think they're gonna introduce Brody King. This is my prediction. Griff is gonna be getting his ass kicked. Flying Brian's gonna come to the rescue, and then out of nowhere comes Brody and just mashes old Flying Brian. And then ends like it. it. And the House of Black walks, drops the mic and walks out, bro. <laughs> that's that's, that's what fantastic. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Because that's I really mean, actually very plausible too. Because they're ta- they're a tag, right? You know, Brian and Brian and Griff are a tag. And now we you just had that promo. And then, then you have the Griff foot match. So it feels like the writing's on the wall with that. So I, well, I now hope I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like I should have I should have thought of that because that's like you're right the writing is on the wall that's a very obvious way to take that story right it's an obvious yeah. way but that's the thing and Tammy said it a million times AEW doesn't always give you what you want that's right? true they give you what you need right Tammy <laughs> you you've said that right you I said have yeah they don't always give you what you want and you don't always know who's gonna win which is the, what makes AEW great and fun to watch. That's so, true. All right. Yeah, I, more? I, I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see what happens either. I think Wednesday night is going to be exciting. I, I always look forward to it. I mean, I get psyched to count down the, the hours and the calendar days until that comes on. So I know I geek out on it. It's great. And it's Tammy's fault that I'm geeking out on this stuff. So <laughs> anyway. Any more thoughts on, on the on the House of Black promo before we move on? No? Everybody good? Cool. All right. So then we kick up the next match. And it's Sheeta. Hikaru Sheeta for Serena Deeb. Now, I'm going to say this. I'll start out with this. I think watching them wrestle is great. I think the story is tired. And that's my opinion. Um I don't feel like it really goes anywhere. I just think it's like we keep having this back and forth between the two of them. I know Serena was out with the knee for a while, and so they couldn't really pick up that storyline. I kind of wish that they picked it up a little bit better. I wish that she was more into the to this, you know, vying for the belts, either one, because I think Deeb's awesome. I think she's one of the best wrestlers out there. Um, and I just didn't, uh, I mean, I thought it was great, a great technical match to watch. I mean, 
she's got a she's Serena's got a Danielson style to her. You know what I mean? So she just knows the moves. She goes in there. She tears it up. She's got strength. She's got smarts. She knows how to counter those moves, especially by Sheeta. And Sheeta's got skills too. And I just I want to see more. I mean, I just want to see it going in, in a different way. So um, I don't know. What do you, what did you think, Chris? What's your thoughts? Um, so again, I'm going to echo off what you said. Uh, and I will add this out of all the matches they've had, this was not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely right about Serena Deeb. She's a 100% professional, amazing performer. Um, I would say the same thing about Shida. Karu Shida is a badass, in my opinion. Uh, the two of them have have done some great work together. However, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. There's no payoff. There's nothing. Neither one of them is going to gain anything else. Um, I want to see something new. I want to see. I want to see something happen with Serena Deeb and Punk because yep. of their history. I want to see something happen with Shida and some of the other people on the roster. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I think so too. That's it. That's all I got. What do you got, Tammy? What what did you? How did you feel about that match? And okay, I'll just go by my quick quick notes. Unlike Chris, I actually liked it, but um, so or liked it more than him. But um, um, so I my I but I think he made all good points too. So um, I can see where 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 you are going with the tired storyline. So um, I put just quickly started with a lot of energy. Good match. Like Deebs and all her moves. Deebs is vicious. Sheeta's tough too. Good match. Enjoyed thoroughly. Um, would like to see more Deebs, like you both were saying, in, in other scenarios with other people. I just feel like I'd like to see her more. I'd like to see her personality more. I feel like we see Sheeta quite a bit. And um, and I also want to just add that um, Danielson might have Serena moves in style, by the way, Rafe. Just oh. acting at it. Okay. okay. I was just trying to find a comparison of. I know I'm just messing with you. It's okay. I'm gonna do this. Just okay. <laughs> and plus, she's from Oakton, Virginia, so you know we got to give the hometown love to her. Right? Oh yeah, Northern Virginia lady. All <laughs> a no- right. A Nova baby, Nova baby. <laughs> yeah, All we right. feel like we were like in the in traffic next to her some at some point. Okay. So and then I had there's the the promo. What, what do we have? There's a promo after that. Yeah, it, that was the segment with the blondes. Varsity blondes. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. All right. So, and then before the MJF match, we had the Kingston with the promo, promo and the 10 man tag team that we'll get into. Uh, Kingston, always, I, 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 what can I say about Eddie Kingston, man? He's, he just, he kills me, dude. I love him. <laughs> he's, the most, he's one of the most entertaining wrestlers in AEW, man. For Absolutely. sure. I mean, he's got the best promos and it's just this no bullshit approach to it. And he's funny and he just says funny shit that yep. he doesn't always mean to be funny. And uh, I, I mean, I, in getting to the Rampage match, I thought that that was a fun match too, but I got some comments on that. So what did you think of that promo, Tammy? It's great. It's fun. I have nothing more to add. I love Kingston. He, he same thing. He, he totally entertains me, cracks me up. Feel like I somebody I hung out with back in the day. Totally get his vibe and love it. Yes. Anytime he does a promo, I'm happy. Yep. And your thoughts, Chris? 
That's exactly what I was going to say. Kingston is so realistic. Uh, everything about his character can speak to people because we've all known Eddie Kingston at one point. Sure. Uh, some of us, some of us have known multiple Eddie Kingston's, um, and the shit is so believable that he doesn't even have to really try. He yeah. just seems like a normal dude that's going out there to kick some ass because he's like way too stressed out and angry at the world, and he just this is how he you know he vents his shit. I love it. I love it. Especially that's when it. he says on that promo with Punk. What you busted on me because I like to eat, <laughs> right? My right? favorite, like, loved yeah. it. He's like, I like to eat. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> I was dying. he's so real. Oh, he's so real. It's so great. So, and then we go into we get into the MJF versus Dante. Of course, MJF. I'm gonna say it, and everyone's gonna know it by the even by the couple of listens. I love MJF. I love to hate MJF. He's one of the best heels out there. He's one of the best guys to talk shit. And believe it or not, he's a good fucking wrestler too. So, I mean, he, he backs up his shit and, you know, and I, and that's, it's, he kill every time he's on the screen, I'm entertained. I watch it. I can't wait to see the shit that comes out of his mouth next. I mean, it's beautiful. I thought that match was fantastic. I liked it a lot. I thought him against Dante and Dante, man, he's the future of AEW. He's going to be great. That kid's only 20 years old, man. That's what we have to keep in mind. And he and, that and, explains and, the faces. Yeah. And but the thing about it is you also don't realize that MJF is 25 years old. So you're looking at a yeah. guy who's only five years older than Dante. Right. And yet he's 20 years ahead of his age. He, he definitely is with his promos, with his style. He's got no fear. He's got no hesitation. He never seems nervous. He never seems anything. MJF just nails it every time he's out there. And, and he and when he wrestles, he nails it. He's an entertainer. Um, uh, I, I think that, you know, it lived up to whatever it was going to live up to with me as far as that match was concerned. I figured he was going to win the ring. He has to win the ring. Otherwise, he can't talk any more shit if he doesn't win the ring. So it's like he's right. got I mean, it gives him more fuel. The more fuel MJF has, the better the MJF storyline keeps getting pushed. Yeah. You know, and technically, and like I said, the match was great because it wasn't like he was wrestling some schlub. Because Dante is farthest from a schlub, you know what I mean? He's not like your typical contender or jobber, which we change. He's a great wrestler on top of it, which gave us a great match. And yeah. so uh, what they're going to do with NJF in the future, I don't really know who he's going to be wrestling. I mean, he's he's got he's wrestled Darby. He's wrestled Dante at this point. He's wrestled Paige in the past, I know. He's wrestled pretty much everybody. I mean, the only person I could think of that they might put him in there is like throw Danielson at him to kick his ass a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know where that story is going, which is kind of cool because uh, I want to be surprised of who Tony Khan teams him up with next and how he's going to push that storyline. But uh, the match itself, I really just thought it was uh, it was cool. And the interesting thing that I thought was Ricky Starks busting in, pulling the foot down, and MJF winning. So yeah. that's we can't we can't overlook that. 
with the notes going on. Uh, but Tammy, what, what, what was your thoughts on that whole MJF deal and that match with Dante? Well, of course, I always find MJF thoroughly entertaining. One of my top favorite heels just because of the entertainment factor and your entertainment uh, and, and love of him also is entertaining to me as well. So there's a lot of good there. Yes. You know, just uh, viewers, listeners, whatever, however you're receiving this, there's a little MJF in Rafe, just so you know. Like Chris and I both know it. That's why he loves him so much. Okay. So anyways, besides Maybe. that, my, my notes are short and sweet. Uh, MJF looks like he's having fun. And then for some reason, I put biting question mark. Oh, he was biting. This move. He was biting uh, his hand. Yeah, the biting. Strong match. And Stark's bit was fun. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. So. That's all I have. Right. And I'm, and also, before you jump in, Chris, I'm also curious of how uh, Starks is going to fit into all this and Team Taz is going to fit into the whole MJF because uh, Taz has been blowing smoke up MJF's ass left and right. So I'm curious to see. I know you got some thoughts. Looks like you're, you're rubbing your hands together, ready to, ready to speak of all it. All right. Hey, I want to hear this. Take it away, buddy. Yeah. So two things. One, the biting thing was great. Uh, he did the thing where he's holding his finger and he looked at the ref and he goes, no, no. Ha ha. And he just <laughs> went at it. That yeah. was fantastic. Number two, you're saying, you're talking about the future for MJF. We're talking about Ricky Starks, Team Taz, all that. I would love to see an MJF Ricky Starks view. Yeah. They, are, they are two guys in the same vein. In my opinion, MJF is doing it much better. I think a lot of people probably agree with that. I don't know if it's just because bandwagon guys are like, oh, MJF's the greatest right now. But I think there's a lot of people like us where it's, you know, MJF really is somebody that can change the business. He, he's, he's the type of person that can bring new fans in. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like Ricky Starks is that way. I feel like Ricky Starks is kind of the same character that's been done already. Like I said last week, he does it well. He does the classy kind of asshole guy character really nicely. Um, he adds a lot to all of the AEW shows. I just think that MJF is, again, in that same vein, miles ahead of him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would love to see those two go at it in a future program. I think it's it's almost impossible to not see a, a pinnacle Team Taz feud uh, mm -hmm. because you can only have heels versus faces for so long. Eventually, somebody's got to be the best heel, right? Somebody's yeah. got to be the top face. Somebody's got to be the top heels. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yep. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that would be great. I think it would be, it would give so much fuel if MJF won the FTW belt and Taz would lose his mind and he would try to sick everybody he possibly could after MJF to get that. And back. that gives, that gives Max something to go after that's not a currently locked up title, too, and it's not the ring. It gives him another thing to put on his list of accomplishments. Yep. That's actually really good. I like that. Yep. So, beautiful match. Great. They gave the people what they want. The entertainment was there. And... Uh, well, Punk came out, you know. That's right. Did the little thing. That's uh, right. I think, didn't he have a bat with him or something? He did. He did have a bat with yeah. him. That's right. Punk came out and, and went after that whole deal. And then Sting and Darby came out, which was great. Yeah. Set, setting up that match with FTR and MJF, which I think is going to be a good match. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that match. What's Is that Wednesday? That one's Wednesday, right? The Christmas special? 
I'd okay. have to go back and read some stuff to figure it all out. The timelines right now are kind of throwing me off because there's so much going on and they're planning it for certain shows and certain things. And I feel like they're doing a really good job of building these stories throughout the shows. Yeah. So now I'm losing track of when people are supposed to actually have the matches. Right. And right. I'm just like, when's the next promo? When's right. the next segment? You know, um, whenever it is, I can't wait. Exactly. All right. So that, that wraps up pretty much wraps up dynamite. Let's move on to Rampage. Rampage, baby. So we had the Big match to open Rampage. That's right. Which one opened? That one was uh, that was, was Adam uh, Cole. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and the Bucks versus uh, Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy, best friends with Trent. That's right. Tammy, start that one off. What's your thoughts on that match? I'd rather just read my notes. All right, you go ahead and read your notes. All right. Let's see if I can read them. Rocky Romero's pants look like a Versace design. I know you all don't care about this, but you know what? There's time and energy and effort that go into these things. So I think we should mention You are right. I agree. (laughs) I like them too. (laughs) So love the swaggery attitudes between Cole and Orange. Fun tightrope walk. But I didn't think that move was as sellable because, I mean, it just seems like he could have just been pulled off really easy. But I liked it. I just feel like they need to um, next time not hold hands. Um... Let's see what else. Yeah. But that's honestly a little secret. That's how they do that move. You really can't do that move unless somebody's there, unless you have like spectacular balance. Okay. I challenge the wrestler that can come do it on their own. Challenge. I want to see that. Yes. Ray Phoenix might be able to do it. That's going to be about it. (laughs) And I put lots of great. What the heck does this say? (laughs) Maybe team moves. Oh, lots of great team moves in a fun group. Yep. Exactly what we would expect from all of them, though. Yep. From such a talented group of people. Like, it, it's interesting because it was kind of like, oh, everybody's great. Look at those moves. They're all doing amazing, fun, cool stuff. But guess what? I now expect that from them. So mm, I'm not sure if that's, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I think it was good for Trent to return. Yep. Like, in an awesome pin. Yeah, he had a yeah. great pin at the end which was awesome. I mean, I'm glad Trent, you know, I didn't know much about him, but I did some back study on him and I'm glad he's back. Cause I think he's going to definitely be entertaining and he's got some, he's got some talent and he, it's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, as far as I love the young bucks, you know what I mean? I think the bucks are great. I think they are the great high flyers. I mean, they just got the top tag team in the PWI magazine, which I'm holding right here, which I have. They got the top top tag team, Lucha Brothers number two. And I do have some comments on the Lucha Brothers. And I know everybody's going to hate me when I say them, but I'm going to have some comments on that. Okay, but, but you need to wait till that I will. their match. I will make till, wait till it's this match. Uh, I, I like Bobby Fish because he's such a bruiser, man. And he just comes in there and just starts kicking everybody's ass, takes care of business. I think that that whole team is really cool. And of course, the best friends are always fun. I think Chucky e. T does not get enough credit. I think he's a fun guy to watch. I think he's a fun wrestler. I think he's got great moves. He entertains me. He's got a big old shit eating grin on his face all the time. Yeah. And he and he and he's mobile for a big guy. He's such he's such a mobile dude. And and he can fly off the ropes like with the rest of them. I thought this match was fun. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Of course, I always love the Bucks watching the Bucks wrestle because 
They do the combo moves. They're brothers. They've been together for so long. They did the New Japan stuff. They know how to do all that stuff to coordinate those moves. When I see those guys moving together and doing those moves together, I always think that that's like the coolest shit to be able to coordinate all that stuff. And, um, you know, Trent was definitely strong, uh, you know, uh, and uh, Orange Cassidy, I think it seems like he, he said, I think he's been hurt. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's a hundred and hundred percent. Like he's been like in the past that I've seen. I think that one, that one match, he cracked up his ribs. I think that was a real injury. I really do. Yep. think That was a true injury. And I think he's just starting to get back into being the orange Cassidy again. He's been laying low for a while. I think they kind of gave him a raw deal in that, in that, um, that tournament to, for the belt that, you know, I think that was kind of a, a little bit of a raw deal. I think he's, I think he's a much better talent. And uh, since they've got all the new guys, they kind of, they kind of put him a little bit on the back burner. I want to see orange Cassidy come out a little bit more, have a little bit more matches. Uh, I, Cause I just think he's great for him to be able to flip around with his hands in his pockets is just the most amazing shit I've seen. And, um, but overall that, that, I think that that match delivered, I think that one was one of my favorites of that, of that evening. So for sure. What's your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, uh, first of all, I'm really glad to hear you guys talking about Trent like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also best friends in general, Chuck Taylor, I mean, I felt like, you know, you guys weren't really feeling their vibe for a while there, but now, you know, you give them a little room, they're making, they're, they're, they're impressing you. I dig it. I like it. Uh, I love Best Friends. I love uh, their whole thing. I love Orange Cassidy, obviously. Like you said, one of the coolest gimmicks ever done. Nobody's ever done that. The whole hands in the pockets thing and doing all that shit is just absolutely fire. Um Obviously, the Young Bucks, one of my favorite teams. Adam Cole's one of my favorite singles guys. Bobby Fish has really impressed me since he debuted in AEW. Uh, I was never really a fan of his. Um, I'm not going to mention their faction from the other company, but uh, I'm hoping that maybe we can get one of the other guys who's now a free agent might be coming over. I'd like to see that. Um, But I love that Bobby Fish is doing such great work. He really is coming across as a very believable worker, Um, and he does seem like like a serious contender for a lot of things. So for me, this match was a lot of the best of each piece of these guys. Um, and Trent being back, he's the one guy that impressed me the most because I'm seeing a different side of Trent. He's There's something different about him. It's not just the shaved head. There's something. And by the way, the shaved head, does he look a little bit like the blade to you guys now? Yes, he does. <laughs> he does yeah, but less like orange. Him. Less orange. Less tan. <laughs> Less yeah, uh, but, self-tanner. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think Trent's going to be doing some big stuff soon. I think we're going to see more stuff out of him. I love that he got showcased here. Um, it was nice to see him back, obviously. And other than that, it was just a great match. I, I loved every second of it. I have to add to the thing that uh, about how my feelings on the best friends. It's never been their wrestling. I, I, I see that they have unique, super talented people, and I've liked them individually. I hate the theme. I don't like this group hug stuff. Okay. Like, I love it. I I hate it. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, I just am not down with like the wholesomeness of them. That's all. Like, but I love them individually as wrestlers. Um, And I've never seen anything like Orange Cassidy before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are kind of the things that make it interesting as a new person in wrestling to see all, all these different 
ways to do it that are interesting, but I just have been never down with the booping of the nose and I'm not down with the group hugs. And the whole theme is stupid to me. I'm sorry, whoever created it. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. (laughs) I'm just, I'm giving my honest opinion and I can't do any, whatever you all do, you know? So I give you respect, but I'm going to have my opinion on your theme sometime and your color choices and things like that. So anyways, that's all I have to say. You got to give the people what they want. (laughs) (laughs) Got to give the people what they want. You know, I will say this, Tammy, to add to what you just said. After decades of watching a bunch of guys and girls and everybody else, there's factions, there's singles people, everybody wants to be a badass in professional wrestling, right? Everybody puts on this tough character. It is very rare to see like a nice friendship like this because in real life, there's plenty of people that are out there that do the group hug thing and they're so happy to see each other and they, they go through some shit together and then it's like, yeah, we did it. I vibe with it. I love it. I know you don't like it, but I think there's definitely a place for it. And I think that's why they're doing so well. Yes. Everything's not going to be for everybody, but I like their wrestling. So I'm not sorry ever to see them wrestle. I do enjoy them a lot. It's just the theme isn't my favorite, Right. but you make great points. And I guess, and it is good for the children. It is. Uh, yes. For the children. It is. They're, they're, it's a good role Gotta model. Give the children them. what they need. The children what they need. That's the new sure. motto. That's the new motto now. Give the children what they need. Yep. We need friendship and love, them. like My Little Pony. Yeah, we need That's, to. They we should need be bronies. Those guys ASAP. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would fit in with their whole gimmick too. That's funny. So, uh, but like I said, I, 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 I hope, I hope Orange Orange gets a little bit gets going a little bit more. I like to see that. I like to see because, like, um, going back to it's like the first time we watched AEW. I think like the first match we watched was like a Darby Allen match, mm-hmm. and, um, and then the second one after that was Orange Cassidy. And I and me, you gotta you gotta understand. I watched wrestling in the eighties. I'm like, I'm like Hulk Hogan, the Iron Sheik, the British Bulldogs, Andre the Giant. You know what I mean? That that's my vibe when I was a kid. So. To see these guys walk in there that look like they just got off the skate ramp, I'm just like, what the, what is going on? And then to like appreciate their athleticism, it's, it's, it was impressive. And that's what, that's what kind of really sold me on AEW. That's why I started really liking, I was like, oh, these guys are different. These aren't just these roid heads rolling in here and, and doing their thing. So, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. So, so guys, I don't, I don't want to uh, kill the vibe here, but I got to, I got to give me like five. Okay. So moving on, we're looking at the the, the 10-man tag team. Now, I'm going to say this right off the bat. 10-man tag teams are confusing. (laughs) They're just like total chaos. Um, I was kind of saying the same thing last week when we had that many guys in there. It's like, uh, I mean, it's cool to see all those stars in there, all them doing stuff, but I don't think it gives any particular either tag team or individual enough time to like really develop like a good match. I think it just turns into a lot of times it turns into chaos first, you know, I mean, it's obvious it was Eddie Kingston wanted to go after Daniel Garcia. And that was really the kind of the theme of it. I mean, that's really, well, you know, 
should it have been this 10-man tag team? No, man. I think it should have been Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz versus 2.0 and Garcia. And I think that that should have been it. Uh, I don't know why they threw the acclaimed in there. I don't know why they threw the, 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 the Lucha Brothers in there. Um, that didn't make much sense to me uh, as far as that's concerned uh, because, you know, it's like, it seems like, okay, do your signature move and then you're out of the ring. Do your signature move, you're out of the ring. Okay, now we got to have him pin this guy to move the story along. That's the way I felt about it. Um, it wasn't my favorite match and I was excited about it because, you know, it's Eddie Kingston. I think Santana and Ortiz are just awesome and not used enough. I think those guys are one of the best tag teams, period. And uh, and the Lucha Brothers, they just did their patented moves. And then, and then that was it, you know. 2.0, I know you can say what you will about them and they were okay, but I think they're developing as pretty good heel team going into AEW. I still think they need a little bit of work and some little bit of stuff here and there, but I still, in my opinion, and, and it's okay to differ in my opinion, but I think they're still a pretty good heel team, to be perfectly honest with you. I think, you know, if they're pissing you off, they're doing their job, you know? So it's like, I think that's pretty cool, but I just think it was just too much shit going on. What are your thoughts, Tammy? How did you feel about that match? All right, I'll go to refer to my notes. Keep it simple. Here, I put uh, the heels we love to hate against my hero group. Uh, I put, I hope Chris likes seeing Castor get kicked. Ortiz is a favorite. Lucha to the rescue. And then all of a sudden I put, no, no, not happy. No, 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 no. Fuck that match. Not believable. I want to see Daniel Garcia bloodied. Fuck Rampage. That's what I put. Okay. God damn. That went off the rails at the end. Jesus. I mean... (laughs) That's how I, I was feeling emotional in the moment, you know? Wow. Yeah. Really? I, I, I have a, I, a very big dislike of, of Garcia and a super big love of the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz. So I don't like, I don't think they should have lost. And it's just my attachments and my love of these characters and my love to hate of these characters all coming together in this one match for me personally. Okay. All right. I mean, on that note, Chris, <laughs> which, how did you feel about this? <laughs> uh, so I wasn't as angry. Um, <laughs> so first of all, the promo going into this, where 2.0 was blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And Kingston left frame, right? right? Disappeared for a couple seconds. Comes back like 30, 45 seconds later. You still talking? You still talking? Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I loved it. He wasn't even respectful enough to hear what they had to say. He just wanted to fight him. I love that passion. That's why we all love Eddie Kingston, right? Right. Um, I think you're right, but I would flip these teams around a little bit. I would do Eddie Kingston with the Lucha Bros because they have kind of more of a history together, Mm -hmm. at least in AEW. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would have liked to have seen them with just 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I think as a throwaway match, you could all easily do the acclaim getting squashed and destroyed by Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of 10-man tags, but this one wasn't awful. It was pretty good. There was a lot of cool spots. And uh, the ending, the ending of the show and the ending of this match was really interesting. Um, we had uh, 
you know, the beat down at the end and all of that, and kind of everybody was sort of out, Jurassic Express came down. Mm-hmm. That's right. I thought that was great. There was that moment at the end with the belts where, you know, Jungle Boy picks up the belts and he's going to give them to Lucha Bros and they kind of snatch him away. And then they had that little stare down at the very end. And Christian Cage was just kind of there for decoration. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see him lasting too much longer as a face. I think we're going to see him turn soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in the outskirts of this match. The match itself was okay, but the right. storyline around it was very entertaining. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it definitely had some elements to it. They're obviously setting up that Jurassic Express Lucha Brothers match. Which I can't, I didn't realize how badly I wanted to see that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great match. Um, With me, I'd like to see, I don't want to see the same tricks from the Lucha Brothers. You know what I mean? I want that. I want to see a couple of more different moves from the Lucha Brothers. I'm hoping that they have a couple of more, you know, a couple of different things because it just, it seems. They're starting to become a it's starting to become a pattern with the Lucha Brothers, right? Like you go in there, Ray is in there most of the time. He does his flips, he, he gets in trouble. Penta comes in, does the sling blades a bunch of times, takes a few people out, does a couple flips, and then they do a couple of moves together, and then they win. You know, so it's like I want to see a little bit more. I mean. Of course, nothing's going to be as epic as the the Bucks match for the title belt. Nothing's going to be, nothing's going to ever compare to that. But I want to see just a little bit more kind of coming out of the Lucha Brothers and like not just the, this is the routine and we're gone. You know what I mean? I'm hoping to get a little bit more to this. And I think that, like to your point, pairing them up with the Jurassic Express might draw a little bit more out of them because you know it's fresh it's, it's fresh new. and they got to deal with luchasaurus who's yes. a different he's a different animal it's yes. not like equal size like you got going on and another great match which i'm hoping will happen is brody and malachi versus the lucha brothers which would be ridiculous that's a pay-per-view event Ooh. So I'm hoping that happens as well. I started thinking that too when I was watching. I was like, oh man, that would be so cool. I mean, just I the aesthetic that. of it alone, the intros for both both of them, just the intros alone would be entertaining enough. You know, Lucha Brothers yeah. coming out to all that and then Malachi and Brody coming out. I mean, I think that would be just an epic match and I'm hoping to see that down the future. So, um, but I think that... Um, you know, that it seems like they're trying to push the Garcia-Kingston feud. I don't know how long that'll last. I don't know how entertaining it is. Hopefully it gets more entertaining. I mean, I just like seeing Eddie Kingston on the screen regardless. Exactly. I think something's going to happen when Mox gets back. We have to keep that in mind. We keep forgetting about Mox. And Mox and Kingston being a team. And how cruel, how critical they were. And how cool they are as a team. And just like just bruisers, and I think that'll be fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to the future on that. As far as that match was concerned, I think it was okay. I thought it was definitely entertaining. It was cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it I have on that. Any other thoughts on that last match? Go ahead, Tammy. Yeah. So uh, does Superman's moves get 
and oh. Spider-Man moves get old. You oh. know, you made me go first because you knew you were going to say something negative about the heroes. I that's, well, I figured that you would you would put in your two cents, and I wanted to hear that. Yes, that is my two cents: is to tread very carefully. Oh, about the heroes. Okay, I got you. I got you. I understand. But I mean, this, I'm just this saying is the same lady that has said on camera, <laughs> it's recorded. I don't like baby faces; they're boring. But they are different. They are oh, their own they are. thing. They are. 100%. They are the superheroes. They are luchadors. It's not the same to me. So they are they're, sacred. They're like, they're like baby face heels, really. I mean, they're not true baby faces anyway. Yeah. So I mean, literally everybody in that match was really heels. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, all of these tag teams have a history of being heels in AEW. The only reason Santana and Ortiz aren't considered heels right now is because everybody loves them. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the inner circle is a group of heels. It is a heel faction. Uh, And Mm -hmm. and the same could be said for Kingston too. Just because we love him. Are they heels or are they rebels? They're heels. They're supposed to be. Right. They're supposed to hate all the good guys, right? I don't know. I don't see them that way, but you I don't anymore. More. You've been watching that, it long. That's now. that's why the psychology with Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz has been so cool because they're heel teams and they came in with this you guys are all idiots vibe and yet everybody's fallen in love with all of them. It's yeah. amazing. I, I I can't get enough of it. Yeah, they're cool. amazing to me. So I love them. They're sacred. We have a we're going to put a shine up. <laughs> and Rafe <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, you make good points. I understand though. I mean, I totally get it, but you know, I had yeah, to, I had to, like, I had to, I had to stand up for them a little. Just That's, yeah. that's fine. And that's, that's what this is about. I mean, there's going to be differences of opinions for this stuff and that's what we want. And that's what we want to talk about. I mean, I, I, I do have to say, I think it is fantastic that they are baby face heels. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's enough of that. I don't think there's enough, um, shared hatred among teams where you can get guys like proud and powerful and lucha bros to get along long enough to beat up a bunch of other bad guys and it's all through ed kingston's family ties you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. i love it i yeah. love it yeah, it's that's so cool. mafia but like so different right it's elements of arlington growing up i can tell you because we were all a little bit more on the heels. I mean, not necessarily you, Chris. You were younger, but you know what I'm saying. I was just a little puppy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so then we 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 end the night with Dan Lambert and his big speech, who absolutely kills me. I think he's hilarious. Well, hold on, hold on. That actually happened earlier on, right? Didn't that happen like after the first match, the Dan Lambert thing? No, I thought that that was closer to the end. Maybe I'm wrong. So he was out there with, uh, what is it, the the men of the year, whatever, doing whatever the hell they were doing. I'm so sick He's of fucking page. Dan Lambert. That guy, That why they need him to talk, I will not ever understand. Both of those guys are good talkers without him. The whole Dan Lambert shit, I'm over it. Uh, and, and fucking Cody came out. Yes. Uh, that was random and weird and they did the stupid stealing the mic back and forth thing like the yeah. first two times i was like oh this is kind of funny and then it was like okay we get it somebody say something please and then cody went in with the fists right 
But then Dustin comes out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so Dustin is still hanging out with Cody. They're still cool. Everything's good. Apparently, Dustin has not yet told Cody, hey, nobody likes you. Well, I love that <laughs> dynamic still. I'm still really into the Cody doesn't know he's a heel storyline that I'm building in my head. I hope it's real. Right. Um, but, uh, and then we got Sammy. Right. I know. I don't get this at it, all. That was, so he looks at Cody and, and he does it twice. He goes, I got you. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is kind of the same thing that Cody did to him. Like, hey, you know, one good guy to another. Now it's, I got you. Like, don't worry. I'm here to help you, buddy. Right. But like, yet they're, oh, it's so good. But yet they're wrestling for the belt next week. Exactly. And like, that was beautiful. I love that Sammy was able to come out and be like, don't worry. I'll protect you, kid. You know, he right. kind of threw him that like veteran bone, right. which I, it's, it's so good. Because the fact that Dustin came out and couldn't fix it, and right. then Sammy came out and everybody left. Come on, <laughs> beautiful storytelling. <laughs> it is good. It is. It, I like that story, but I don't know where it's going to go. So it's like I don't, which I think is kind of cool, and I'm still confused at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I don't. Which is, I don't know how to feel about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay what's going on here all right is this just cody's desperate attempt at just trying to be something or is this part of his game like i don't know yet you know so it's like everybody was booing the living shit out of him when he walked out like just yep. booing like and like you know everybody's like somebody had a sign that said uh cody Cody heel equals ratings or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I saw that sign, which I thought was hilarious. And, yep. um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on this whole, this whole thing going on with Cody Rhodes, Tammy? I know you've had some opinions on it when we've talked off, off camera. What were my opinions? You, you, you just thought that Cody was being desperate. And oh yes. Okay. Yes. Like with the fire thing and all that, sometimes it feels desperate but I, then I have to think like they're all professionals and I don't, I feel like there's so many people that are there to like plan these things together that there's gotta be more to it, but I'm just kind of like not in it. I'm not invested in it. I, I need something more to happen. Like, it's just like in limbo, everybody booing every week. Is he going to turn this week? Now he's setting himself on fire. That felt like, oh my gosh. Uh, maybe this is a way to get people to like pay attention and, and make a big pop out, like set myself on fire. And it's just, it felt a little ridiculous. And um, I just like to see a different thing with that. And as far as the Dan Lambert stuff, I mean, I find him entertaining, but it could be because we're new, but I find him entertaining. I like his shit talking. Um, I could care less about the whole brawl. You all had a lot of interesting comments about it that makes sense but at the time that's just what I wrote down so I kind of go with the feeling of it and I didn't really think about it more after that but listening to you all definitely like make good points and then I have to always give like um I always enjoy Ethan Page's shirts hashtag Ethan Page shirt and when you uh put this up and also I want to give a shout out to Scorpio Sky sweater because I noticed the sweater more than the bra because I, I mean I just didn't it was just I didn't care about it, but of course I loved when Sammy came, came out, came out right. because I always do. So Sammy's one of the best for sure. He's going to be great. I actually, when I saw Scorpio sky with that outfit, he had the black pants, the black and white shirt with the white shoes. I was like, that's a good look. That's a good look. 
Yeah. It made me question whether or not I should still be wearing white shoes. Well, you got to be like Fender Rosen, do whatever you want. There you go. She does what she wants. All right. So I'm looking for Fender Rosa. Mm -hmm. Real quick, because we didn't get into it much. The, uh, they did that vignette for the TBS women's title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a prediction to add from last week. I talked about this earlier. Uh, so we've got Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill coming up and Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose coming up, right? I'm going to call it as Thunder Rosa versus Ruby Soho for the finals. I mm-hmm. don't know who's going to take the title yet. But I think Nyla Rose is going to lose somehow, maybe by DQ. Mm-hmm. And I think Jade Cargill is going to get humbled Ooh. because of how her character has been mm-hmm. so far with the respect stuff you were talking about earlier, Tammy. Mm-hmm. I see that as a good continuation of this storyline without me being like, well, why did they do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a good direction to go. I could totally be wrong, but it's what I want to happen. So I'm going to go with that. Um, and real quick, we totally skipped over Penelope Ford and Tay Conti, Ty Conti. Um, it was a terrible match, actually. Penelope was all over the place. She was sloppy. I still love her. I think she's awesome. Um, Ty Conti is amazing. Both of those women are tremendous performers, especially for Ty Conti being relatively new to wrestling in general um, and just kind of learning as she goes. I, I want to see more of both of them, maybe not together again, though. Um, but other than that, uh, I want to see this whole women's tournament thing flesh out. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this week, guys. I don't know about you. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I, I agree with you on the take Conte match. I think that could have been better. It looked a little disjointed. And and, and, um, and I'm hoping that uh, they, once these, once they get that belt, then we start seeing people going for that belt. And then I, we yeah. start seeing people wanting to dethrone Brit. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what I want to see. I want to see the, everybody going after that belt and those matchups to get those belts. And, and I, I want to see when we, when we get to that part where there's now we've got Brit's got that title and we've got whoever's going to have the TBS title. I want to see a battle of those two. And right. I, I'm, I could be mistaken, but by battle of the belts, seems like a perfect time to do it. Yeah, but they're not doing it because Britt is is wrestling um, Rio again. Oh, that's true. That's, that's that true. Rio match, so that's not going to well, happen. And I, I don't I don't see Rio taking the title off of her, although that would further that storyline some and give Britt a reason to have to come back later. Huh? That's an interesting take. More on that later. We'll get on. We'll get to that later. So, all right. Closing thoughts before we. Hey, uh, wait. Hold up. Oh, I did not comment on the Ty Conte Penelope Ford match. It won't be long. Very quick. All I have to say is I have the opposite opinion of you both on this one. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'd like to see them both. I like that they they both have good submission moves and I would like to see them both uh, have a match again. And that's all I have to say about it. Now you can do the closing. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. For listening to the All Elite Murder Theater podcast, you can get the podcast anywhere now. We're up on Spotify. We're up on Amazon Music. We are up on iHeartRadio. We are up on Podbean. And we are going to be having this up on YouTube for the video. Uh, Subscribe. Put your comments in. Tell us what you think. And then next week, we're going to talk about the Christmas special. We're going to see what happens. We've got the Saturday night one. So 
We may, so we're going to see how that all goes and how everything fleshes out. We'll do the reviews of Dark and Dark Elevation again. Those are coming Monday and Tuesday. I'm always looking forward to that. And until next time, peace out, everybody. Peace.